Forgotten Liam versus Evil. So I've been washing my hands a lot recently, as everyone else has. Uh, have you seen the one that has a lot to do with what we're about to talk about? Uh, that if you wash your hands for the length of time it takes to say the intro to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's had, how long you should yeah, be washing yeah. your hands. I had seen that one, yeah. And I've been trying to do it. Basically, I've been trying to memorise the intro to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I still can't do it. Oh, I thought you were going to impress me there by, by no. saying it out. I just no. like the bit where he says annals when it's almost like annals. <laughs> is that, yeah, the, is that the kind of juvenile humour you were looking for today? Because that's what I'm bringing. <laughs> Quarantine and isolation are obviously having an effect. Oh, not actually, not on you, because you're your front line. I'm your front line. I'm still yeah. ticking on as normal. Actually, we'll be recording right through the uh, the applause that's directed straight from my house uh, at eight o'clock. Apparently, the whole UK is going to clap for the NHS. But really, yeah. Do you not know this? I, I didn't. Obviously, obviously, I don't care enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enough they found that out. Yeah, apparently so. Uh, giant, you'll feel it. Like giant at eight o'clock, you'll start to feel a wee bit stronger. I'm kind of hoping that my neighbour that usually sets off fireworks whenever Celtic score will set off a couple of fireworks when for the applause for the NHS. I think it's a, a, a worthy time <laughs> for fireworks, but we'll see. I don't think MD's going out and buying fireworks uh, right now. No, this guy's got. This, I'm swearing, this guy's roll. got. A, this guy's got a, a stack, man. People, yeah, stockpile toilet roll and dry foods and we're prepped, but this guy, I think he's prepped for constant fireworks. He's always... Just, got... <laughs> just a world where you just celebrate everything. Mm-hmm. So that's quite weird that you're a prepper next door. He's a guy that's uh, essentially storing ammunition. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, I know everywhere I'm going to go, you know, when it actually does cross the line and, and, and get, you know, Armageddon, I know where to go and get everything. It sounds like your street is just going to be like this little kind of microclimate of Mad Max Thunderdome shit. The fact that these are all already prepping for the doomsday makes your street probably the scariest place to be in Britain. Yeah, don't come anywhere near my street. Fuckers. Well, b- before you ate everything, obviously, and before the guy used all of the fireworks for like a Tuesday. Yeah. It would have been the scariest street. Uh, so, welcome to Scotland vs. Evil, episode 121. I'm Liam. And I'm Scott. And we are in the midst of a... a lockdown. Quarantine. Yeah. Whole city on lockdown. Go on, keep saying. I don't know the rest of the words. Is that blue? Yeah. Got the city yeah. on lockdown. Does that... See Something how you said that? the top down. Does that mean that that has to be the, the closing song in the episode? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> Simon Webb or whatever his name is about to actually eat this week <laughs> get some streams <laughs> it'll, go on the play- it- it'll go on the playlist as well all you guys yeah. thinking suggesting uh, brand new and Jimmy Eat World and all some cool songs and that you've got to get blue added to it <laughs> that's fine man I'm, I'm alright with a bit of blue yeah. during the day especially right now when we're all locked in doors apart from the front line guys mm. uh, and yeah dealing with it I've trained my entire life for this moment, I've, I've trained day after day, stocked up on DVDs, just ready for the day that I can save the world by sitting in my pants on the couch and not doing anything. It's it's kind of it's kind of wild, isn't it? Because you didn't expect that this would be the way it would go, but I, and I've been 
banging on about being prepped and talking about loving the end of the world and loving uh, apocalypse scenarios, but do you know what? I'd, I'm I'm not ready for it to end. I was quite enjoying kind of yeah. stuff happening. I also wasn't prepared <laughs> for all my prepping. <laughs> um, yeah, so I uh, I'm I'm stuck in the same boat that everybody else is going at the shops when there's nothing left. It's still it's still empty shelves. It's still wild out there. It's getting it's getting worse and worse. And everybody is genuinely at the end of the thing when you go to the shop and you walk in. Everybody's tired and no one trusts anyone. It should start to balance out a wee bit in the shops because now everybody's eating all the stupid shit that they bought in bulk last week uh, when they overreacted. So it, it means that all of them are now in the house trying to fight through all the chickpeas and sweet corn and pasta and tuna. You, you think so? But here, here's, here's the, the thing. I don't think that... Well, some people would have been panic buying and there were certainly pictures and videos online of people all over the world going crazy. The majority of people probably haven't panic bought. You probably find just everybody was going to buy the same things. It's like Christmas. People aren't going mental at Christmas and, and panic buying like 50 bags of Brussels sprouts. It's just because 50 people are going and getting a bag of Brussels sprouts each. When the shop normally only orders in, you know, 40 bags of Brussels sprouts, that they'll disappear. So if everybody's going to the shops to buy the exact same things, the exact same long life stuff, the, the dry pasta, the tin goods, if they're all going to get the same thing, then that's why it's all going to disappear. It's the exact same opposite effect of why we're getting told to stay indoors just now to flatten the curve. That means that if, if you stay indoors and less people get it, then there'll be less pressure on the beds. If everybody goes to hospital at the exact same time, they won't be able to cope. So it's the exact same thing. It's just everybody doing the one thing at the same time creates this emptiness and the emptiness then creates panic because people think well they're buying toilet roll everybody's buying toilet roll I need to go and buy toilet roll so they're all going out and buying the same things and that's why you end up with nothing so many rolls of toilet paper are you sitting with right now I'm not telling I am keeping my stocks uh, silent although I did buy uh, coconut toilet roll that was the only ones that was left at one point uh, I got nine rolls of that and I don't know what Lauren's done with it I, I swear to god I think she's gave it away to somebody else <laughs> coconut as in it smells like coconut or coconut as in it's made from coconut no I think it's got coconut oil like through it for like to soothe your butthole I don't know oh like cocoa butter no that's chocolate is it not no like yeah like cocoa butter that you get for your skin you aye, 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 aye. cocoa butter's like for the coca plant like chocolate aye this is coconut oil, so it's like... I guess it's the same idea. Like mm. aloe vera, you know, you eat aloe vera in your toilet roll sometimes. Yeah. Well, this is it, coconuts. But anyway, it's disappeared. I think Lauren's gave it away because she's too kind-hearted. Same way when she ate all my prep food the last time, she's given away my prep toilet paper. <laughs> I think Lauren is just out to, to get his both done in. Like, at the end of the world, Lauren will still be the person that's got good intentions always and a good person always, whereas I'm ready to... Fight and kill. So this week we are talking about uh, what was it was up to the group pick. We picked five films that we've talked about before that we had a lot of fun with that we wanted to revisit. Just selfishly, one of them I just put in because I really wanted to rewatch it and I need a reason to watch movies sometimes. Uh, So the group voted unanimously for. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And geez, what he's fucking playing it. All oh, you fucking idiots. There was good movies in that list. How so? Was a bright movie. We could have revisited that. I know for a fact I'm going to look at it with different eyes. Now, after this time, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was our episode where we came up, or you came up with, the greatest theory of all time of 
uh, Leatherface and the whole the, the Sawyer family as, as a whole and why you know flip it from your victim response that was a great episode we thought it was something brand new how the hell do you think you fucking fuckers how do you think we're going to come up with anything different this time round <laughs> the pressure I've been feeling to record this episode since Texas Chainsaw Massacre what, the one I'm like, I don't know what else am I supposed to say I don't know what else to say Oh, but because I came up with that last time, this is the chance that obviously all the listeners want is now you to come up with a, a theory behind it to change the course of how everyone feels about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm just going to bitch and moan for an hour and a half about how I hate Franklin. That's fine. If that's, if that's what you want to bring to the table, just remember that I, I've, I've <laughs> changed the path that some people have have taken from Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you're just going to bitch about disabled people. Do you want me to tell you what um, my first note is? Uh, wait, let's do the intro first. Okay. And do that. Yeah. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is from 1974. It is directed by Toby Hooper and written and co-produced by Hooper and Kim Henkel. Uh, everyone knows what it is. Hopefully nobody is watching it for the first time for this episode if you are that's fucking amazing and come and tell us because I want to hear somebody like watching it through virgin eyes and see how they feel uh, it was made for less than $140,000 and it grossed at the box office $30 million and then it was only overtaken uh, a few years later by John Carpenter's Halloween so there you go do you like those facts Scott this is what quarantine will do to you yes <laughs> <laughs> Okay then, <laughs> uh, so, well, there's no point in playing the trailer, because you've all seen it, and you all know what it is, and we've done this before, so there's an episode out there with the trailer, go back and find that, I think it's episode 50, or there there or thereabouts, and let's just jump straight into Scott's notes. First of all, Scott, obviously tell us uh, how your notes, like, you write your notes differently. How I write my notes differently? Yeah, just every week you always start with, right, my notes don't make sense. Yeah, no, yeah, well, uh-huh. if you're a new listener right now, you you need to learn that my notes don't, my notes are just a stream of consciousness, and then when I'm looking back through them, I have a, a condition that means I need to read them out, even if, I've, even if I'm reading it and thinking we've already discussed this, or that doesn't make sense anymore, I still feel the need to be completely transparent and read it out. Um, so, technically, my first notes actually says August just sounds warm, doesn't it? And that's because it's set in August, that's... You know, I have to think about this is because I was feeling so much pressure to find something to write that I did when it comes up and says August 1973. I thought I need to write something quick, write something. But August does sound warm, it's a nice month. It's my birthday month. You get a whole, a whole month for your birthday. So who doesn't? I, I, don't like, I don't like my birthday at all. I don't like the day. I just wish it would go away. I do want to talk to you and hug you and shake your hand and that and give you things. It spreads disease, spreads like things like coronavirus, and this is now why we're all stuck in the fucking house. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> um, so I told Lauren, right, about your theory from the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode, because I don't know if she, she like I say, she only sporadically listens, so um, I said to her about your theory and how, and we're, you, I'm assuming if you're listening now, you've listened to the original episode where the theory is that actually Leatherface is not necessarily a scary villain. He was, the, these those kids... Uh, broke into his house uh, they were trespassing and he was the victim he was just defending himself his family and his property 
So that yeah. was the, the, the take from it, that Leatherface is actually, actually the victim. So I told Lorna about your theory uh, from the first uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode. She says, oh aye, good luck when you ever stay over at Liam's. What do you expect? You were on my property. That's why I had to wear your skin and eat your eyeballs. <laughs> like, do you know what? When you actually put it down, you're right. <laughs> Leatherface is 100% the villain in this. In this no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I like... I like that Lauren has known me for long enough to know that that's always possible. <laughs> uh, it's the it's a Home Alone theory, so it is that Leatherface is a big mentally challenged child. Uh, Gunnar Hansen went to like kind of uh, disabled schools and observed how like the children communicate to each other and how they moved about. So that's what Leatherface is. He is just defending his territory. Yeah, He's but yeah, but punk ass kids yeah. have came in that's... have no have walked into his house. They've after ample warning, stay away, go away, do not come near this house. You don't know what's in here. They're still going to come in, so right that's it, Leatherface has got to deal with it. He's got to he's he's now the man of the house and he deals with it in his own way. He's put up against the wall. He panics, he struggles, he gets frights. No other serial killer or killer character in a movie gets frights from the victims. He is the victim. It's, uh, yeah, but to say that he's he's like a, a, a grown man with learning disabilities, that does not give him the right to murder people. Um, so, but anyway, let's get through the movie. <laughs> it begins with a dead armadillo. And I was my note says, what's with the dead armadillo? After this movie is finished, I put on the special the, the special features on the Blu-ray that I have, the seriously ultimate edition, and I started watching a little bit of the kind of behind the scenes. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I got enough to find out what the dead armadillo was all about, and that was actually by accident. The movie, the script was in originally supposed to be a dead dog that they were looking at on the road, and it would pan up and see the truck drive past, mm-hmm. but they didn't they didn't want to do a dead dog, I think, or there was. They couldn't get a dead dog, but when they turned up to film, they found a dead horse at the side of the road, and they were going to they were like, change it, dead horse, that, that's great. But nobody could go near it because it was fucking stinking. And uh, one of the guys, I don't know what part of the movie he played, if he was props or if he was, no, I don't think he was props, if he was director or producer or whatever, found a dead armadillo, and he took it home and Googled, ta- or not Googled because it was the 70s, but like, went to the library and got a book on taxidermy and figured out how to taxidermy this, this armadillo. So he did. And then they said, right, we'll just use that, put it on the road. And he's originally, I think, Toby Hooper wanted to run over it. And he said, no, no, I don't, because I've put work in this, I'm keeping this. So they just put some fake blood on it and put it on the road and let the truck drive past it. And that's why the armadillo's there, because this, this boy found it and, and, and taxidermied it. <laughs> I like the, the armadillo. I think the horse, if it was just a big giant horse lying on the road, I don't think that would be as... It wouldn't have been as Texas, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. And hot, like I, I don't know if armadillos are necessarily hot, but I think to me they're in dry, deserty land animals. I'm just just picturing sexy armadillos, <laughs> just like yeah. dirty talking armadillos. They're they're they seem like very hot creatures. <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the one in Friends when Ross dresses up as armadillo. I'm thinking how how is that like how you could get a sexy one? <laughs> you probably could. Yeah. You've got the big tail, but obviously just don't make it your tail. Make it you're just you're just hanging loose. Hey, it's a holiday armadillo. <laughs> take a take a gander at that. <laughs> uh, right. So 
they, we get to see these kids driving in this van, right? I say kids, I, I'm assuming they're like 18. I don't know how old they're supposed to be. They're probably in their 20s, actually, looking at them. Maybe a bit older, actually. <laughs> how many times have you watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre now? Probably less than I've watched other movies that are classics and that I really enjoy. Probably about... I don't think I've watched it more than 10 times in my life. Right, okay. Because there was parts that I forgot. Like I've, there's, I've got notes in here that I fully forgot sections of this. Um, but That's probably because the first, well, all 10 times you've watched it, you've watched it in your phone, you've watched it in the toilet, <laughs> you've watched it across nine attempts over a week. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they stop, okay, and we, and we get to kind of start to see some of the... the uh, who's in the group and I think this is when we get, we established that Franklin's in a wheelchair they stop at the side of the road to let him go off and do a pee into a pot or a, a tin and um, find out that we're getting this kind of over uh, rec- like there's a radio over monologue of, of people talking about the uh, murders and whatnot because they I think it begins the radio station starts talking about the, the dead bodies in the, in the graveyard that's been propped up in a, a weird kind of display and they're talking about that and how horrible that is and then it continues on and it turns out that, the, that these kids are actually listening to that in the van this dreek boring radio announcer just talking about this fucking dreadful stuff i'm like what the hell kind of party road trip are they actually on uh, you only maybe get like three radio stations back then maybe that was the best one i've drove through the south not uh, one of those hippie bastards has got, not one of those hippie bastards has got a guitar but that, that would annoy me. See this film opened up with the, there's always that one wanker with a guitar at every party. It cracks it out. Oh, who wants to hear Wonderwall? If this started with a guy in the back playing the guitar, I wouldn't like it as much. <laughs> um, the next note is uh, fucking Franklin. He's so annoying. But he goes off to do a piss at the side of the road, right? He's pissing in a, 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 a tin pot, right? So theoretically, he could have just pissed in the van. Aye. But... Then, then a truck drives past and gives him a fright. Is that what sent his wheels over the edge? Yeah, I think because it gave the, the other guy, is it Kirk? Uh, Kirk? It gave him a fright. Oh, so he, he was standing. Over. Yeah. Okay. And at that point, they should have left Franklin. Franklin's also 100%. a bad guy. 100% leave Franklin. <laughs> He's so annoying. Um, so the, he goes down the hill and he, they're getting back up. They're back in the truck and they're driving away, right? The 70s. Oh man, I love the 70s. I wish there was more houses in the 70s in this movie so we could see inside them. But, 70s, right? They were full of drugs and folk banging all the time, right? But, other than the flares in the in the platforms, the, the, everything else was great, except, dear God, they had to put up with all that astrology, stars and retrograde bullshit. <laughs> that was all in the 70s, wasn't it? Uh, in this film, yeah, so. that 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 girl's totally reading that book as if it's gospel, and even gospel's fucking nonsense because it's all made up bullshit as well. Just reading it as if it's scientist scientific fact. <laughs> scientist scientific fact. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've had three sips of whiskey and half a can of PBR. I'm I'm feeling it tonight. Yeah, we can. This is this will be the first episode for a wee while where we've both actually had a drink and back to the old days. Yes, so I, I, you know, expect rants and slurred speech by the end of this. <laughs> That's what lockdown does to you. Uh, yeah. Uh, right, so 
Yeah, so they're driving along and they stop. They stop at a graveyard, right? But I th- this is the part I don't remember. I don't remember any of this. My granddaddy is buried here, part. I don't remember any of that fucking bullshit. You know, when, they, when they stop at the side of the road and, and they get out and there's just a bunch of old guys just sitting at the side of the road having, like, they're all steaming at their tits or something. <laughs> and the one guy's like, yeah, hey, I don't, hope you don't mind. I'm going to steal your lady here. Yeah, I he know. just takes out and fucks off her. Simple times. And they go and have a look. They go and have a look at her granddaddy's gravestone just to make sure that he wasn't dug up. Is that was that the whole point? Yeah. Because he's wanted to check. Sawyer family had been digging up bodies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, are they are they even called the Sawyer family in this first one? Are they called anything? I don't think they're called anything. Right. No. Um, he's not even called Leatherface, is he? They don't even. No. Which is actually probably once we get towards the end, I, I can discuss. It's one of the one of the uh, bonuses and and best parts about this movie actually the way they the way they, they tackled all that stuff um so they, they they're driving and this is when they pick up the the guy with the birthmark on his face the kind of mm-hmm. really weird over the top guy clearly got some form of learning disabilities uh, or, or learning difficulties probably just lack of education more than anything else because i don't assume he's went to school um and Franklin goes, I think we just picked up Dracula. I'm like, fuck you, Franklin. <laughs> fuck off. That doesn't even make any sense. Any sense whatsoever. <laughs> it really, really annoys me. Do you know what annoys me? I don't know if my notes in here, but I need to fucking talk about it now because he's definitely done it in the movie at this point. <laughs> I'm going to play with my knife. Like, fuck off, Franklin. With your knife. You're just picking your fingers. You're stabbing the van. Like, oh my God, you're such an asshole. You're such a boring, fat, Fucking asshole. I'm almost positive the last episode where we talked about this has went the exact same way <laughs> with the exact same rants all about Franklin. Like, what is it you don't like about him? Is it just the fact that he can't walk? Because that is really no, cruel. No, and that's the thing because I've never ever had, when any of have talked about him, I've, I've criticised him for being fat, which <laughs> which is apologies to anybody who's dealing with uh, weight issues because I have certainly have went through that my, myself and still kind of struggle to get to where I want to be. That is for most part, it's it's calories in, calories out. That is <laughs> not something I want to debate just now because I know some people take it serious, more seriously than others and get more upset when you say, just stop eating, fine. <laughs> but, but 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 that's basic. That's That can be solved. That That is something that can be solved. I never, ever criticise the fact that his legs don't work. That's not for me to discuss. That's, that does not stop his head from making the words come out of his mouth, making him a money bitch and making his fucking voice annoying and he's fucking patter crap I can see uh, a comic book or a cartoon uh, where it's like the odd couple but it's you and Franklin on a road <laughs> trip so like, each week is a different road trip so he's got to Rome or he's got to, he's got to Venice and it's just you uh, you and Franklin pissing at the side of the road it would be amazing I, c- I, I couldn't do it I couldn't do it right <laughs> This is when they start to talk about... So Franklin's been obsessed with the, the, the slaughterhouse. He said his grandfather used to work there, or his uncle still works there. And he's talking about how they used to sledgehammer the cows, but now they, they bolt the cows, but they preferred to sledgehammer... Oh, no, the, the, the sledgehammer used to take two or three goes to do it. Um, but then they pick up this guy, the one that uh, Franklin tries to cause, call Dracula. He's a bit weird, and he says he works at the, the slaughterhouse, and he says how the bolt's rubbish, and you the sledgehammer's better and it's just it's a kind of almost a kind of graphic discussion of animal torture and cruelty and i think that's just simply where we're at with that but then he starts to talk about head cheese now this is the most disgusting thing that has ever ever existed it is 
and I quote, "Disgusting." <laughs> it is. It's it's a head of a cow or a pig, boiled, just boiled, mm-hmm. and then it's used the jowls and the cheeks. The cheeks are the jowls and the uh, brain. I don't know if you eat the actual brain, but all the meat around in the skull, right? Now I bet you, I bet you, it tastes all right and meaty. And I would eat. I'd probably eat it. You know, I like, <laughs> no, no, for real. I would go like when I go look. Like, How can you go from no, this is I'm the there, most I'm disgusting getting, no, getting, thing no, I have ever I'm, heard to I actually probably would still eat it. I'm getting there. I would eat it. See, when I go like abroad, when I went to Poland, I had pork knuckles and I had this weird paste stuff, and it was all this weird food. I would, I would try anything that's a local delicacy for sure, one hundred percent. But it's just the name head cheese. Like you know, just like call it like head stew or like like skull meat or something. Anything, anything. Or just stew. Just stew. Yeah, great name, great name for a a new metal band. What? Just head cheese. No, what? (laughs) (laughs) Stew is the name of an IT consultant that comes into your office. (laughs) Stew, a head cheese, but obviously it's spelt with a Z. Head cheese, (laughs) all caps. Yep. Locations for pussies. (laughs) So they pull up to a gas station. This is the famous gas station that is now vis- uh, visitable. Is visitable a word? <laughs> you can visit it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can go to They've turned it into a visitor attraction and a motel as well, I believe, behind it. Um, I don't know if they still do a barbecue, but I would definitely go and visit it. Now, I've got a question. This might be a question that you can't answer, Liam. This is a question for any of our American listeners. We do have a few. Why, Why did you say that like you're defending yourself? What do you mean? Yeah, we do have a few. As if somebody's no, because, told you because that you I'm just letting them know that I know they're listening, All and right. I know that they've, they better have an answer for this question. <laughs> Why don't Americans pump their own gas? These just lazy bastards. What is well, it? I put it to you that uh, much of the spread of coronavirus would, was also possibly through people touching petrol pumps. Yeah, that's why I always and use gloves at petrol pump. Yeah, but most people don't. Most people yeah, don't realise the gloves are, are bastards. <laughs> and that's why we're in the predicament that we're in. So maybe maybe it's better that if there's just one guy handling the pup, uh, pup, the pump, then it's not going on minging with, with disease. And you keep it clean. Yeah. It's just one guy touching it. Okay, I think that it's, it's only the current climate that's gave you that answer. Like this, I'm talking about the 70s. I'm talking about afterwards. This is... You know, but okay, the current climate, that's fair enough, I'll accept that answer. Uh, what do you think the guy that was washing their windows, do you think he looked like Louis C.K.? A wee bit, actually. He's probably doing the exact same job right now <laughs> in New York. <laughs> After he turned out to be part of the Me Too generation, eh? Um, so that guy, it's, it's a cliche, but it's not a cliche in this point. I think this is maybe potentially one of the first times that this was happened in the film, maybe, I'm not sure, uh, where the guy comes and tells him, oh, don't go up there, don't go to that house. Don't go near that space. Just stay here. Have some barbecue and then go home. Yeah. They should have stayed and have some barbecue. There's addition to the theory that they keep getting warned by the actual family. The family do not want to hurt them. And then is, is it a commentary on Vietnam, Scott? Is it? Is it? It could be. I think it is. See, because the intro where they say this, what you're about to see is true. According to IMDb and not my actual head, it's uh that was a commentary on like America this choosing which to show you in the news 
in for like Watergate in Vietnam and stuff. They weren't actually showing you the truth, so that's how they opened it up with what you're about to see is true, even though it's not what the government are lying to is, so we can lie to you. Uh, and then the kids just fucking barging in, America barging into Vietnam. And who are Vietnam? But the big mentally disabled child with the mask of the lady and the chainsaw that just has to protect his home. He's going to fight back and you're not going to like it because they fight like fuck, but they're going to fight back because you've, you're in their house. You've invaded. Alright. More weight. More weight to the theory. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it, it, you can make it work for sure, yeah. The, um, after the guy tells him to stay and have some barbecue, you get an inter- interesting angle of the girls at the, the vending machine. What? The vending machine? The vending machine. That's <laughs> <laughs> not correct there in my notes. The vending machine. I say they used to call me at school. <laughs> William the Bendy machine. <laughs> it's totally like up, like well, it's from it's from the the girl with the, the stars with the shorts on. It's from like up her butt when her butt cheeks are kind of hanging outside her shorts, and then it's from the girl in the flares like front up angle, and sh- it's quite like squashed in. If you if you get me, it's kind of camel walking about. If you if you get me, <laughs> I'm so confused as to what you're talking about. It's a it's a very um a, 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 Obtuse, ubiquitous, gratuitous. How many, how many drinks of whiskey have you had? It's, it's a very gratuitous angle, is what I'm saying. How many whiskeys have you had? Just the one triple. One triple? Yeah. What, is it real whiskey or... Just measures. Who's measures? Uh, Maker's Mark. Ah, right. Delicious. Which is weird because I was always given it all, it needs to be, it needs to be American, it needs to be old cowboy. Um, which is kind of why I've got my, my PBRs here established in Milwaukee in 1844. Um, but I found out that Maker's Mark actually only started in like 1950. It's not old at all. It's but, cool. it is, I could, but it is I could, really good. I could spunk into a, a, a dirty jar and label it up as old cowboy juice <laughs> and you would buy it and you would drink it. But I think even after a few jars, if I had told you, by the way, that is just my rancid spunk, you'd be like that. Fuck right, I'll finish this glass, but no more. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gross, man. <laughs> um, right, this is where I've got my note of whose van is it, and why does Franklin think it's okay for him to stab it up? Why does he act like a child? He's got no legs, right? But he does have a does he does he have an LD? It's not explained. Why does he act like he's got the mental capacity of of a petulant child? Is it just because he has? Actually, got a learning difficulty. Yeah, it could, no, well, he might have, but they don't explain that. But he certainly's got a chip in his shoulder because he's in a in a wheelchair. And I already hate Franklin so fucking much. <laughs> but see his guitar sauce, his cigar sausage, it pisses me off so much. <laughs> I, I still, I think we did this in the last episode. I, I don't know what that is because it, cigars have never been shaped like that. It looks like a little fake shape. It's a sausage. He's got. It's the barbecue he's still eating. The fact, and that's another thing as well. The the guy they've already had the the, the, the carry on in the car with the guy who's cut his hand with Franklin's knife and then cut Franklin up. Right, that's a, that mental situation they had, and he's left. And then they've bought the barbecue, and then Sally goes, Franklin, have you got your knife? What the knife that's he's already said that's covered in that fucking mental case's blood, and he just get it, give it a quick wipe on her trousers, and then starts sh- chopping up the sausages. That's odd. It's fucking gross is what it is. So at that point, he is actually still eating a sausage. It's a sausage, yeah. It's from the barbecue. 
I thought it was then an actual cigar because I no, thought no, there's no way he's no, just carrying meat about. No, it's a sausage. Is that maybe then just like saying, here, look at this idiot meat eater? Because he's eating meat throughout the start of the film, acting like an idiot. And obviously, this movie's then quite like vegan friendly or quite, sorry, I pro vegetarian. And the, it shows you the kind of grossness of the, the slaughterhouse and the, the whole. From cow to burger. Yeah, so that's a, that. That's definitely I'll, I'll, the angle we should take then this time round. Because was Toby Hooper a vegetarian? Do we know this? I don't know. I because don't know. you're right. Because they do talk about how it, it went from sledgehammer to bolt, and uh, the because it's it's more humane. But then Leatherface is using obviously the sledgehammer. He's using the same techniques that you would to slaughter animals and then butcher yeah. them up. Because obviously in the second one, it doesn't say it in the first one. However, we're taking future knowledge of watching the second one and the family are actually, the barbecue shop that they own is is, is humans. They're, they're putting human meat within the animal meat as well. So they're serving uh, yeah. unsuspecting cannibalism uh, or unwitting cannibalism. I don't know how you want to call it, but that's what they do. So you have to assume that the first time, the, the barbecue that they've bought from the shop is potential humans that they're eating. Yeah. And it does like, kind of go to show you that like, later on when, when the first guy goes to visit the Leatherface's house, when he, he pulls back the kind of army net and sees like three kind of like decent looking cars, like, but, but they're hidden. So obviously there's at least three groups of victims that they've killed already. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Yeah, so they're put, it's putting the them in the position of now they're being slaughtered for me. So... And, and that's the thing, so that, I guess, this I'm going to assume that all that knowledge was known to Toby Hooper when he was writing his screenplay, but he, he didn't spoon-feed it to you. So you're supposed to, the fact that it's turned into this cult classic that people are watching and watching and watching and, and analysing over and over again, the fact that the all these things are in it, the, the, the butchering, the fact that the dad is related to the, the barbecue joint, the fact that it's all about the slaughterhouse as well, that you have to put those pieces together yourself, that the, there's a very, very good chance they're getting rid of the bodies by putting them into the, the barbecue. Yeah. Which is clever, because it's not a, it's not actually a, a, a theme point, it's not a story point, a plot yeah. point in this movie at all, but it's it's definitely something that you can see that's definitely happening. And it's the soundtrack is just only ever the noisy tools and chains and animal noises. Slaughter soundtrack. So there's not also actually the name of my first album by Head Cheese. <laughs> so there's not actually any any actual soundtrack in it. There's no like no. It's only the noises from it, what we're watching. It starts up with the camera click. Except it sounds nothing like that. Obviously, no, it does because it's, <laughs> that's what's no because that's what's happening in the kind of when I'm. The title menu for my 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 DVD, my Blu-ray, right. and it's making that noise. But see, when I played the movie, I don't think it made that noise for the movie. However, they definitely had that noise in the movie in the remake. Yeah, the very start with the yeah, the, the, the cops car. taking pictures of the house. Yeah, but that's that's obviously what it was. I mean, and again, that's if that if that flash and camera noise isn't actually in the movie, but it's in the title screen, then that's like again just allowing you to make the, the connections and make that part happen in your own mind because, you know, we're not putting it in the movie to tell you. This is just pretty much this story from start to finish of Sally and her pals going to the wrong fucking place. Yeah. 
and trespassing. Trespassing twice. They trespass <laughs> in the holiday home, which they go into. No, they, they trespass... when they go when when they go to the swimming hole. Yeah. No, that's her dad. That's her granddaddy's yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't still own it. There's yeah, nobody but, still there. Cl- right, but clearly nobody does. Doesn't matter. It's still trespassing. It's not your property. Just because you know the owner doesn't mean you can trespass. Is a is a gun toting uh, American honorary gun toting American Scott? Uh, if somebody was trespassing in your property, what would you do? Oh, if I was a gun toting American, I would shoot them. Shoot the fucking fucking shoot the fucking face at them. <laughs> shoot the fucking fucking shoot yep. the fucking face at them. Yep. Bullets with bullets with stars. Second stripes. album. Bullets. <laughs> <laughs> bullets donned in red, white, and blue. Just fucking put holes in you. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's what Leatherface does. That's what Vietnam does. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is an onion. So many layers. Yeah. Keeps so, giving you. So speaking of trespassing at the first place at the holiday home, they go, they, they go to what appears to be the, her granddaddy's home and Franklin's granddaddy's home. Um, and they go in and the place is kind of run down. It's empty and all sorts of shit. And then uh, Franklin says, yeah, there used to be a watering hole and we used to go swimming down the back there and then these two kids. So that would assume... That would either assume that, that, well, maybe they don't ever say that Franklin had an accident to get him in a wheelchair. I know what you're going to say. It doesn't uh, it suggest that he maybe had an accident later on in life. He wasn't born disabled. And then, if that's the case, then that, that would understand why he has more of a chip on his shoulder. I, it, it, I thought that, watching it again, but see when they then actually get to the swimming hole and realise it's all dry, he does look up and goes, how would Franklin even get down here anyway? And she went, oh, somebody must have carried him. Oh, yeah. So he's just so been floating around with his arms and maybe like yeah. a like a float, like a life jacket. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, okay. I'd, hope, I'd hope if a life jacket he would <laughs> yeah, be floating. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but, so they, they all run upstairs anyway. They run upstairs and they're all having great fun upstairs. And then the, the two kids leave to go to the swimming hole. His sister and her man stay upstairs. And he's just like really pissed off that everybody's forgot about him. He's sitting blowing raspberries. Oh, it'll be a great trip, Franklin. Yeah, come on, Franklin. I'm like, Sh- fucking shut up, Franklin. But you Definitely the best raspberries that have ever been blown in cinema, though. Because I've never <laughs> seen anyone blow a raspberry quite like him. It's so fucking... He's such a moany wee bitch. And do you want to know what else? See for all he's moaning. He's fucking really shit at going in his wheelchair. He really <laughs> I... struggles getting around that house. That was before, like, big kind of off-road tyre wheelchairs and stuff. Yeah. So I can imagine it would actually be quite difficult to do that, especially over uneven ground. So much so that I probably wouldn't have took him on the road trip. Yeah, no, I don't know why they took him at all. Because clearly it's, it's, he's a fifth wheel, if nothing else. Or a seventh wheel. <laughs> fifth, sixth answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Was that mean? Yeah, that's pretty mean now. Oh, sorry. Um... So you get you get the, the, the they go down to the swimming hole and there's no swimming hole so but then they hear a, a diesel engine or a generator going and they think, Oh the guys must have fuel to run this generator so they go, I'll just go over and see if I can black some. I'll give them my guitar. He did have a guitar Yeah, he says he would give him his guitar, but I don't think it No, you do you see it at the start. In the, in the back of the fair, van. the driver was probably you, and he said, I would rather listen to this Drake cunt tell me about murders than listen to you play your guitar for another fucking 10 minutes. Whoa, where is that absolute savage blast coming from? That suggests <laughs> that we've ever been in a car with me and that I didn't let you listen to what you wanted to listen to. No, that's what I'm just saying. Like, No, I remember saying I would play guitar. I'm with you on that whole Wonderwall nonsense. 
Ah, but you say a driver like you, as if I had told you to turn music no, off. I just said that you would be driving because it was a sexist time when the guys were driving. So where, where are you doing? To be fair, I'm probably Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably, I'm probably annoying everybody. Everybody's wishing they left me home. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I say about a million percent that you are, Franklin. I can after imagine that, you that, coming in and showing us all your, your cool new pen knife. After, after that picture you sent me of, of the Marbella Boys Sleepover Club from a couple of years ago, me and Bobby, and Bobby looks as if he's maybe had like one beer, and I look as if I've drank fucking Spain dry. Like, I'm clearly <laughs> the person you do not want to have in your group. Uh, I know, if it wasn't mean... I would I would share that picture because it's so good. You are you are gone, beyond gone. Uh, so vacant. I've got an, I've got a, a horrible ability to not resist beers at eleven o'clock when I'm on holiday. Uh, That's I've all. Seen, I, I've seen you try and walk when you're quite drunk and stuff. So there's no way uh, that you would be able to control your wheelchair across uneven ground either. So you are very much like Franklin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, right, so the guy who went to the swimming hole, he couldn't find this. He, there was no water left, so they couldn't do it. So he went and goes to the diesel engine, and he goes to this house. And when they're, when they're leading up to it, they, they, they show like, these kind of establishing shots of a tree that's full of kind of an old uh, compass or an old kind of thermometer thing, uh, a couple of pots and pans, and they're all banging off each other and making this kind of eerie, weird, like hillbilly, country bumpkin tree noise or something I don't really really know why do people hang old pots and stuff from trees to make a racket in the wind why do they do that why is that I a mean, thing it's probably Leatherface doing it maybe because he's got the kind of mental capacity of a child and he thinks it's quite fun to make uh, junk mobiles uh, or wind chimes wind chimes out of junk it's he's also got- a clear sign to tell anyone from outside get the fuck away yeah, go away. Like, Mental like, cases live here. Yeah, it's like when the American pickers go up to these houses they've never seen before. See if the tree, the, the the garden's like mental. Just don't go in. Yeah. Um. And also, this is when he walks up to the the army and and you see the hidden cars and it doesn't really explain it. I don't think in the story, but it's clearly like cars of previous victims, and I think that's good storytelling. Like that's enough. There's enough yeah. there. There's enough visual there to tell people who want to look deeper and see that that's what it means. And also, it doesn't take anything away if you don't pick up on it. Like, it doesn't take anything away Aye. at all. If you do, It's just cars in the garden. Like, it just looks like cars in their, in their garden, you know? I think that's probably what made it it's, like, it's terrifying when you, thought, you first watch it because it's not spoon-feeding information to the point that you go, right, I'm watching a film. I'm being led down this path. It just shows you a wee bit so automatically you're going why are the cars there oh my god the cars are there because there's more people oh my god and because you're working out for yourself you're getting more invested and you're falling deeper into it yeah I guess though in a first watch especially if you were the cinema watch you you don't necessarily know what they're going into I mean I don't know was the poster that poster when he's standing outside the door with the like who will die and who what will be left in them or who will survive and what will be left in them is that the actual that, film poster I, that, at the time that was the one that came out in the cinema yeah because I guess you, then you know something you know it's a horror movie I guess you know that it's, it's called the Texas Chainsaw Match. It's not, it's, not called, it's not called the Texas Chainsaw Love and Bubble Match. <laughs> Fuck, of course. Of course. Of course. Um, however, that must have knocked audiences for six when, when Kirk is in that house because he's chatting on the door. I know you say he's trespassing, but he's chatting, chatting, chatting. He's shouting hello, he's shouting hello, he's shouting for help. And he goes in 
and then he goes up to the back and he just... So what? It, it, I know you say he's trespassing, but he does knock. He knocks a few times. It, if somebody comes and knocks my door, if I don't answer the door, it doesn't give them the right to walk into my house just because I don't want to answer the door to them. Otherwise, every pizza delivery man that's ever delivered to me has the right to walk into my house because I let them knock and knock and knock. Eventually, they'll just sit in a step and they'll go away and I won't have to talk to anyone and I can get my pizza. I bet you this. I bet you the coronavirus, the fact that all like Deliveroo and Uber Eats and stuff have all started doing contactless delivery is the best news yeah. ever for you. It's brilliant because it means I can delete that uh, the additional notes part of my just eat. <laughs> but it's like, just leave it at the end of the drive, get into the car, retreat. Retreat ten paces. That's just why I do it. Like it's just home alone every time, isn't it? Leave it yeah. on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. <laughs> but Honestly, when he walks I, up, I, I've, my my whole life has led up to this quarantine, and yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, because I, I I'm so scared that about what's actually happening that I can't enjoy it the way that I've thought for my entire life I would enjoy it. Yeah, the fact that we're not actually invincible, like yeah. I always knew that there was a chance we could catch it and carry it, whatever. But they say that there's eighty percent of people like our age and uh, like our kind of fitness levels will be fine. Uh, the risk is transferring it to vulnerable people. They say that um, the uh, that it's so strong and contagious that at, your, at the contagious point, it's like say the flu is that you'll give it to maybe two or three people, but this you'll give it to like five or six people. But there was uh, yesterday, I think, I believe it was like a 21-year-old girl somewhere in the UK died from it with no underlying health conditions. And people should not think that underlying health conditions mean something like the person's got cancer and they're going to die anyway or like something super, super serious. Underlying health conditions are something simple as like diabetes and asthma and a yeah. lot of people have got all these things. It's not daft, unheard of things. It's it's real people that are getting it and real people that are dying and that's what kind of makes it scary. And the fact that young people are actually can get it and get it get it bad that it, it means that there's there's a chance that you don't want to get it and give it to your parents or your grandparents that's obviously you don't want to do that but you also don't want to get it and die yourself yeah so that's totally why it's fucking terrifying and that's totally and also why, it's why if you, when if people flaunt the, the lockdown yeah that's it. if you're listening to this and you're out of the house right now fucking don't have a word for yourself get, i get back home greg's isn't even open what are you <sighs> doing out the only reason to be out at lunchtime is for a sausage roll or a steak bake, or one of those chicken katsu bakes that are also lovely. Uh, so just get back home. That's the thing as dick. well. It, it, you knew it got serious when McDonald's closed. Yeah. See when that sign came up that McDonald's was shutting their doors, I was like, this is it. It's fucking serious. And I also <laughs> seen that somebody said, if when this is finished, McDonald's don't come back and their, their advertising campaign isn't Return of the Mac, <laughs> then, then they've missed a trick. <laughs> You should actually write, or whoever it is that come up with that, should write to McDonald's. I think, I think they have, I think it's a Twitter thing, so hopefully they've seen it and hopefully they do it, because that would just be, it's too good, man, it's too perfect. <laughs> anyway, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right, what were we up to? Um, yeah, so it must have knocked those audiences for six, so Kirk goes into the house and he goes along the kind of, past the stairs and goes to the end of the corridor and it's that red room behind the door and it's got all the skulls hanging up. And in, in most cases, pretty gothic, pretty fucking cool. I'd like to have, a, if I had a house big enough and I had a place that I could put like all those skulls on the wall like that, I'd definitely do it. Technically you're just... doing that to my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what are we now on? My, the fourth fourth or fifth skull from you? Yeah. Uh, the, last two... one, the, the last one is a genuine actual, had a brain inside it and had a living animal. 
Creighton. No, I know, not when you gave me it because I probably. Asked no, you yeah, not when I gave you it. No, leave. no. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah, you know, I did, I did. Uh, yeah, but I, I can't say I did. I know who shot it, or I know, I know the person who was in the team who shot it. I know the person who cleaned up the skull and mounted it, and the venison all went to people to eat it, and the the, the hide was made into like a, a rug or a jacket or something. I don't know. All used. All right. Kind of. I, I, thought, I thought you. If that, makes it better, that makes it better. I don't know if that makes it better. I thought you were telling me that I I know the person who did it all like, as I'm prepared it and stuff, and they were not qualified. Just so I can look at it, and be like, ah, oh, there's head cheese in there. <laughs> oh god, no, no. I believe she's qualified. She's certainly allowed to shoot them. I know that. I don't know. If oh. she's, I don't know if the rest of it's shot to do. <laughs> It'd be kind of weird if they're allowed to shoot them, but not allowed to actually then prepare them, because otherwise it would just be a waste of a carcass. Yeah. Which is what Toby Hooper's getting at in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when he's yeah. saying, stop eating meat, meat eaters look like dicks, it's really, really bad, and when you're in that position, you don't like it, so don't do it. Are you, I'm not going to follow my, rule, my life by I was, that. I was going to say, are you a vegetarian or vegan now? No, absolutely not. I love, I love meat. So I also love meat too. Yeah. So good, man. Somebody's going to cut that and use us for like some sort of a sexy uh, answer phone message at Gay Calling. Yeah, I love meat. I Me love too. Meat. <laughs> um, we we well, I actually had a vegetarian dinner last night. It's delicious. How was it? I'm sorry. Is it lacking something? Meat. <laughs> I'm having big meaty burgers for tonight though, so it's alright. Balancing um, it out. You were just balancing it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, so. So it must have knocked these audience for sick. So Kirk goes into this room, goes into the back, looks at all these skulls, and then Leatherface just pops out of fucking nowhere and just whacks him with this with the kind of wee blunt hammer, knocks him to the ground, and he has uh he has an well, he has an unrealistic seizure, but it's fair enough. And he just hits him again to kill him. And that's like because that's what they've been talking about. That's like kind of foreshadowing about how that's the old sledgehammer way, and then they they've moved to the bolt, but the bolt the Sawyer family clearly don't like the bolt, they want to just go back to whacking them. So yeah. um, so he does, he whacks him and then just drags him down and then just goes back and just <laughs> shuts that steel door. And it's so quick and out of the blue. Like, you've not seen Leatherface at this point at all. You've seen maybe three or four characters. You think, oh, that's a bit dodgy. Oh, they're a bit weird. That's a bit creepy. What the hell's happening here? And then just fucking, boosh, yeah. bang, door shut, gone, cut, disappeared. You don't even ever see him again. You don't even <laughs> see his body. You don't see nothing about him. No, but you do. You do see his body. But very, very, very <laughs> shortly. Like, you... You say Leatherface comes from nowhere at that scene, but he doesn't. He's actually just in his bedroom. That's like me breaking into your house and getting up the stairs, and just before I come to your bedroom, you come out and I go, oh, Scott came out of nowhere. I actually came out of the one place he is because people are trespassing. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but from our point of view, from the movie point of view, it's it's from nowhere. You didn't expect, you didn't know. Well, if you've seen the poster, I guess you should have expected that that guy was going to make an appearance at some point. But in yeah. terms of like movie narratives, it's... It's like straight away. That's that's the big bad. Yeah, the whole family's involved, but that's the big bad. And he just fucking jumps out, bush, dead, door shut. You're like, holy fuck. And then you jump back out to his girlfriend, who's like, like, Kirk, are you, are you all right, Kirk? I'm going to come and see if you're okay. And you think, you're like, ah, don't, don't go in there. <laughs> like, I get it. You want to go and see if he's okay, but don't go in there. Like, what can you do? You obviously can't do nothing. I tell you what Toby Hooper, Toby Hooper can do. He can do a nice bum angle again as she walks up to the house. <laughs> that, that shot is, is so good. I think that's probably the most iconic shot in horror. Just that little from underneath the swing, falling her up and the house takes over the entire frame. 
because this house is like hell, this house is evil, this house is powerful and bigger than everyone and it fills the frame and it's such a good scene and her arse is uh, there as well in those tiny little short shorts which I think I could still get away with I think I could get away with them as well I think my ass is actually that big and saggy that it would definitely get that wee under under uh, short fold you know the bottom of my bum would definitely be outside the bottom of those shorts like the bum spoiler the bum grab handles the wee extra yeah. bit yeah although quarantine seen me do like a bunch of squats though, so maybe I'll have a good bum by the end of this are you doing that bloody PE with Joe thing? No, because I used to like Joe Wicks and I followed him and I've got I was bought like two or three of these cookbooks because I followed him. Um but then I found James Smith who pretty much just says, Yeah, fuck you, fuck that, fuck this, fuck all y'all. So I just like, well if James Smith says I can <laughs> eat, eat pizza on June Quarter. Sounds like that's that's, sounds like that's not what you say. It sounds like <laughs> what he's saying is fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> He does. He does it. He does it in a better way than I do. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's more to the point. And basically, he's just saying it's not. You know, I don't know. It's different. You need to look him up. You know, you decide what PT you want to follow. I don't follow any PT. That's fine. I live my life by my rules. Yeah, I don't follow anybody's rules. Not even my own. <laughs> um, yeah. So you get a nice bum angle. She goes in, and then I guess you'd be expecting her to get away at this point because that would be the kind of narrative that this is going to stretch out for a while. But she runs into the chicken bones room, or like it's full of feathers, like hundreds and hundreds of feathers, with hundreds and hundreds of bones. That room would be fucking howling. It would be stinking. Yeah. I think it was. Mind yeah. you, I talked about it last time, and like, yeah, the, the entire filming was hell. What, even, was even actually on set? Yeah, on set. It was all like actual animal carcasses and rotten meat. And shit, they were there, and there was no fans. There was no air conditioning. There was you got long no days. Fans. <laughs> there was long days because obviously with how expensive it was to film, especially in filming in sixteen mil, that they they just had to work long, long hours to get it finished quicker. So that heat, that smell, rotten meat, ugh, nasty. Absolutely gross. But this is where she probably gets, because it's not just chicken bones, there's actual human bones in there as well. There's like a, a bones bench. They've, they've, they've pulled all the bones apart to like be like a two or three seater bench, but like as if it's like made with like a person's like, yeah. like arm bones going around the top and legs at the bottom and stuff like that. Um, then there's all all these kind of other wee bits and all these wee decorations around this room. I think these parts are based on Ed Gein, I think. Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole thing about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre being somewhat a true story or based on real life, but it's basically like the, the Ed Gein part of it and it's the wearing the skin or, or creating clothes out of the skin because his nipple belt was was definitely a thing. I'm sure mm-hmm. he used skin to make a lampshade. Um I don't really know I was I I was under the impression that Ed Gein didn't kill anybody, he was a grave robber, but I I'd also read something recently, um Oh, it was uh, Jules Boyle's uh, review of Psycho today that he posted up in the group, um, mm. which was a great review, a brilliant review, and it was like you said in your comment, you uh, made you want to go watch that film again. It's me as well. It makes like such a great film, such a well-made film. But he talked about Ed Gein a bit in that as well because um, Perkins was supposed to... No, not Perkins, that's the real guy in real life. Uh, no, no. Bates? Uh, Perkins. Bates, 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 Bates is the character. Uh, uh, he uh, Norman Bates is is kind of based on Ed Gein in terms of like his yeah 
the way he deals with dead bodies and whatnot else. But apparently in that review he said that Ed Gein was a murderer. Did he kill did he kill people? He killed two women. Oh, but he was mainly known for grave robbing. Yeah, he was dead bodies that he fucked about with, yeah. didn't he? Uh, but that is the only true thing about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just that yeah. oh, somebody did once make something with skin. Yeah. Uh, Do you know so what why you see the generator when it cuts to the generator at the start, when he stumbles across it, there's a big Wisconsin sticker on it, and that's just a wee nod because Ed Gein was from Wisconsin. Oh, very clever, Because <laughs> um, I guess it probably doesn't sound as the same when it's um, called the um, Wisconsin Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and also Ed Gein never used a chainsaw, ever. Yeah, I suppose. Also, this movie was—I didn't know until like basically watching it this time and reading shit that it is the chainsaw. Two separate words, massacre. It just then became the chainsaw, or one word, in later years because that is like the right term. So, but but actual the, the film poster and the actual film itself, uh, if you watch the start, it is the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is it like a mistake or what? No, I think it just that's how they thought. That's how they thought it would be. It'd be spelled out, mm. which is awful. <laughs> I hate. I hate grammar mistakes. I hate them. Yeah. Where are we? We're back in this the bone room. What an absolute racket she was making in that in that room. What, fucking screaming, banging about. Knocking things over, making a fucking absolute racket. No wonder Leatherface heard her. That's the kind of thing, and that's the kind of thing I guess is kind of sexist over time in movies. That the the guy, yeah, okay, Kurt has already been fucking pan breed, right? I'm not saying that the guys are heroes and they're always going to live, but women are always perceived, or some women are always perceived to be hysterical. In fact, you know what? I'm going to take that right back because that's me generalising all women because that's not the case. Is it? No, no, you're not saying anything bad. What you're saying is that that's the way cinema used to be, that they would show women as shrieking, hysterical. Yeah, because I was going to say because, because Sally makes it to the end, but then she was also shrieking and making a hell of a lot of noise. Yeah. But that's fine. You're not, you're not saying that that's how you feel. You're just you're commenting on that that's how females looked or were made to look. Uh, in those films, so I would yeah, okay. and, and and you can't you can get away with watching them in in those films and saying that that's fair enough if that's the way they they done them. But it's it's when movies now see if a two thousand and twenty movie yeah. made it now and you're like, no, that's not fair unless it's unless it's plot point or character point. If it's just like if it's a general if it feels like a generalized like yeah. assumption, then it's then it's it feels a bit dirty. You're like, nah, I'm not no. I'm not game for that. No, see see now if you showed me the text chain some asker and the that, uh, Sally was shrieking like that I wouldn't think oh typical women shrieking like that because I know that I would be shrieking fucking louder than that <laughs> that's exactly if I was in that situation yeah, yeah. I would be shrieking so high pitched blood curdling way worse than that so I can fully believe that coming from a guy or a woman we went a walk today right or one walk that we're allowed today right we, we barely went in the fields right so we took we take them as long a walk as we can in the field and both times we seen single a single man walking himself the first time was in the kind of open field part and this guy in full grey kind of climbed out the part it's not a part of the walk I don't know why he came out this part he came out the walk and he came walking down we thought fuck that's a bit weird we kind of stalled as we walked and let him go ahead of us ahead of us burp yeah I've been drinking all those beers (laughs) thanks for pointing out um I should have done my Tom DeLonge thing and just like properly like put it right into the camera uh, right into the microphone but 
I tried to be it, discreet. It anyway. kind of did, and it's just more that because I'm going to have to go and edit this, I'm going to have to try and find that burp, so if I comment on it, it means that if I leave it in, it's fine, because nobody's going to listen and go, I can't believe you just burped and they never mentioned it. <laughs> um, so, uh, this, this gang guy just came out the field from fucking nowhere and just walked away ahead of us, and was like, that's a, bit, that's a bit weird. Today, we were walking uh, further on the walk when we were, there was no houses in view, we were fully in the field in the woods, right? This is the woods where we've seen the black jacket man. This is the ghost that we've seen. And it's also the woods that we walked in and I seen that big fucking chainsaw that time, remember I told you? And I was like, why the hell is there yeah. a fucking chainsaw left lying there? And we why do you keep it. going to these woods? It's the only place I can walk my dog, especially during quarantine. Um, so this time we were walking along a part and this guy was just like walking along a field and he was staggering through the field and I was like, oh, no, look at him over there. He looks he looks like a zombie. She was like, aye, aye, he really actually does. And then he climbed the fence and started walking towards us and I thought... This is weird. Why? That's not part of the walk. I was like, who? And he's like not dressed like to be walked in a field. None of the guys were. We've got our fucking wellies on and stuff like that. Like it's proper mucky field and they're like dressed like Neds. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So we've like cut up, done a kind of wee shortcut through the woods. I had my hand in my pocket, getting my keys through my fingers and that. I'm thinking, getting your knife, Frank. Yeah, I was like, yeah, my pen knife. <laughs> I was like, this is this is apocalypse. This is it fucking happen. This is apocalypse now. Here we go. And uh, luckily, I didn't get killed or stabbed. But that, that fear... Sorry, hold on, hold on. So, this is Apocalypse Now, this is that. How did it end? I got home okay. <laughs> did the guys follow you? He followed me for a wee bit, aye. Did he, or was he just on the path that he just wanted to do a shortcut? No, because he was on the path, and then we, we took a shortcut through the path, and then he wasn't behind us, and then when we got up on the open field, almost, we took a shortcut back out again to the, the main road, and he was back again. And then Lon's like, look behind you, look behind you, I look back, and she's like, He's just staring out into the field, like where he's back to us. I think that's he's just weird. Weird. Nobody lost weird. his dog earlier. I don't they know. Hey, that's the thing. None of these people had dogs. Hmm. And then we got to the end of the path, and we were about to just like um, move out, right? And um, two people can walk in, so we gave them like two meters berth, as you know, as per uh, government guidelines. Said hello, and I thought maybe I should warn them about the weird guy at the top of this hill, but then I didn't. I just let them walk up, so they might have been killed. I don't know. You also can't do that because if he said, listen, watch, there's a right fucking weird guy up there just creeping about the woods and then they go up and it's like, oh, that's my brother. Yeah, I know, well, I worried about that as well. I figured oh, that's my son. This, these unknown people getting killed if a, if a mental case was, was less important to me than, than chasing me back after and saying, you called my brother a mental case, so I figured <laughs> I'd just let them, let them go for it. Right, where were we? Yeah, so that was a fucking hell of a racket she's making in the bones room, right? But then... Um, then she gets caught with Leatherface. I can't remember how he catches her, but he takes her downstairs, and it's a lot of it's off screen. No, yeah, he grabs. No, yeah, yeah. Um, she tries to leave, and he comes bolting her after it, and then you get that famous scene where she runs out onto the porch, and he grabs her and picks her up and carries her back in. Takes her uh, into his uh, slot room. I always thought it was in a basement, but when you get in that room, it's like there's windows and it's daytime. It's, it's not a basement at all. It's like just yeah, the remake, the the one with the. Uh, what was her name? Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel and Eric Buffer. Two thousand three one. Yeah, that was actually that. That was good. Yeah, no, I like that, that remake. I've got a note in there about it later on. Yep, definitely, it was a right. good remake. Uh, I think is that, a basement that one is in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he, he takes her through and he and he hooks her up on the the meat hook at the back and then he gets his and that's when you see Kirk. He's out. You he think he's dead, but his body's lying on the table and he gets his uh, leather face gets a chainsaw and he starts kind of chopping him up. You don't see anything. There's no blood, but it's still pretty brutal and mostly off screen. Um, 
I think that part benefits the upgrade. You know, like the the remake when it's more brutal. Like maybe yeah. I'm just pretty sick. I don't like off screen, and I, I I like to see like pro- yeah. proper visceral crazy shit. Like I, I maybe that makes me messed up. I don't know, but I but like to be like holy fuck. Toby Hooper put that or took all that violence away and left it up to you to decide because he was trying to get it as a a PG. He wanted a, a PG rating, so that's how there's very little blood, there's very little actual gore. It's all the Scarface thing. It's he wanted all... a PG rating. The yes. movie is about a guy with a chainsaw chopping people up. Whether you see it or not, that is still a terrifying movie. Yeah, like, that would no. be a parental guidance. There is no parent in the uh-huh. right mind that would allow the guidance of their kids to watch this fucking movie. But it was a different time, man. It was the 70s. <laughs> what they were watching the news was worse. So, eh. Uh, you don't actually see any violence, it's just all left up to you where, right, here's a guy with a chainsaw now, and, oh, there's blood, I wonder what's happening. And then the picture you put in your head is like, oh my god, that movie was fucking brutal. Obviously, when it got to 2003, we've seen all, like, loads of brutal shit, so we're watching it, and it cuts off screen, you're like, oh, well, why did that cut off? Back in the 70s, like, nobody noticed that it cut off because they'd never seen even the lead up to it. That was all brand new. Then they're going, fucking hell, man, somebody's about to get cut open. Oh, they're getting cut open, but you're not seeing it. It could be a PG. It's Home Alone. It, Home Alone's a fucking kid's movie. It's a kid's Christmas movie. This could be a kid's Christmas movie. Because it's all about bad guys trying to get into a house and the, the, the youngster fights back. <laughs> all right. Alright, at least a 12A. Alright, okay. Um, 12A, I, 12 I can deal with. <laughs> we, go back to, we go back to the van, right? Now, uh, I'm assuming... Yeah, so the other boyfriend, Sally's boyfriend's left by this point. I've, my notes are sparse here as I've, I've went here, but they've left because he left at sunset and he said he was going back to get Kirk and the other girl. But the next note here I've got is when it's pitch black, none of your pals have came back. Ah, yeah, toot the horn of the van. That'll get their attention. If anything, it's actually just going to make it way easier for somebody to sneak up on you and kill you. Well, that's the thing. That's it. Uh, so, the... Um, Franklin and Sally are left, and there's a kind of, there is a brother-sister relationship there, and it is, it's, it's okay in terms of how... Because not all brother-sister relationships are the same. So sometimes they, they work on screen, sometimes they don't, and they, sometimes they are fully different and they still work. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you can have like feuding siblings. Sometimes you can have brother and sister that you just look at and think, oh, that's that's bang on. But there's a there's a British TV show called Happy Valley and the cop and her sister, um, the two of them, that's, they're both sisters uh, in, in, that movie, in that TV show. They have a great uh, brother-sister relationship. Um, something else that I think is really good. Uh, Coronation Street, David and Sarah Platt, brilliant. <laughs> oh my God, skip to the end. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But the uh, so uh, that's 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 the thing. That's why we shouldn't be. Uh, I, I shouldn't be drinking beer when I'm doing these episodes. <laughs> I talk absolutely shit. That was um, two and a half minutes of <laughs> d- different sister combinations that you see on screen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I. Eh? Um, so so uh, she's arguing. She's getting pissed off. And she's like, Franklin, go and fucking shut the fuck up. Give me a torch. I'm going to go and look for them. And he's like, no, no, Sally, I gotta come with you, Sally. You're like, oh my god, you fucking dickhead. Right, fine, let's go. I'll push you through the fucking forest, right, in your fucking wheelchair, because you're shitty at moving it, you fucking prick. Let's go. 
And then how quickly would you have left Franklin? I wouldn't have brought him. <laughs> I wouldn't have brought him. Um, the scene where Franklin gets it is a good one. Not just because I hate him, but the fact that it comes out of fucking nowhere and then being lit up with the torch, it really, really works. That angle of the torch, just the way the light hits him, hits uh, hits Leatherface and hits back on Franklin, and then he just comes up. Then the noise kicks in, and then just fucking just fucking chainsaws him right down the front, right through his belly, and then that's it. Dead Franklin, and then subsequent chase through the woods after Sally. They really, really, really fire through the casualties in this movie. Like, that's what I was kind of saying. Yeah, you do see Kirk's body again, but he's dead. She gets hooked up on that hook. Dead. Game over. He goes out at sunset to go and uh, look for Kirk and his girlfriend. I, I don't even know. I can't even remember if he gets killed. I might have missed that in my notes. He gets, he's killed. Dead. Game over. Never seen again. Franklin. Boom. Out of nowhere. Chainsaw. Dead. Game over. Sally's then running away. It's It's very very it's so fast and it's so kind of visceral it's just so like like he's just running about fucking chainsaw and cunts it's yeah. it's fully mental it's it's erratic it's hectic it's fast paced it's it, it would have been great to watch this firsthand in the cinema it really yeah. really would have been great to be there it's real real horror like yeah. do you what, what age are you when you watch this for the first time oh god I don't know but maybe late teens 18 maybe 20 can you really? Like, what did you think? No, I think you remember. I can't, I can't remember my first time. Do you know what? I remember. I remember watching the remake for more because I seen uh-huh. it in the cinema, and I remember the the scene of uh, when when Leatherface in the remake wore Eric Balfour's face to Jessica Alba and scared the shit out of her, like her boyfriend in the movie's face. I thought that was fucking terrifying. Yeah. But um, this, the original, I don't. I don't remember watching the first time round. However, it is. It's. It's a brilliant film. Yeah, when I, when I first watched it, I remember I remember flicking it on TV about like the Nightmare on Elm Street thing where I flicked it on TV and it was just at the scene where he opens the fridge door and she's inside it and her eyes open and she comes out. I remember fucking shitting myself, like shaking with fear, turn it off. So then when the remake came and we were going, oh, the original was so scary. I don't think I'd seen the original. I had just seen that one scene and remember being so terrified. And I watched the the remake. I was like, "That's actually really fucking scary." And then go back to the original, and even now it's still terrifying. So terrifying. Yeah, no, it's, it's it really it really is. It's um, and it's so fast paced as well, which is yeah. which is is it gets you going, and it's like your 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 heartbeat should be fucking racing. There's no and, let up at all. And this is the gory scene. Where he cuts Franklin in half, and what do you actually see? Nothing. You see a guy dancing with a chainsaw in front of Franklin in his wheelchair, and you see a spurt of blood. That's it. Seeing then the lassie screaming, you're reading everything through her reaction and her eyes and then and her fear, and you think what you've seen is way worse. This could easily be a PG. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, she she manages to to run and she gets to, gets to this house and she runs up the stairs. Uh, lovely paint and wallpaper up the stairs, maybe that pink and weird blue pink banisters and blue navy blue wallpaper, brilliant. Um, she goes up to the attic. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with the bodies up the stairs? Is Grandpa wearing a skin suit? Is he mm-hmm. just supposed to be old? Like I don't know. Is is he just supposed to be old? Yeah, he's just supposed to be like, seriously seriously old and depraved and. Like a vampire, basically. 
because uh, grandma's dead. So you have to assume that grandma was also involved in this fucking crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, so then she jumps out a window to get away. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Yep. And she's running away. And it's the thing is, see when she gets chased this time, and it's like the camera's like in front of her, and he's behind her, and you're seeing her face. It's probably real terror in her face, and real screams getting chased <laughs> by him all over the place. Like, like I remember being in that a uh, haunted house in Spain when I was like 12 years old with, with my brother Stephen and it was it was one of those walkthrough haunted houses and there was a chainsaw was at the end and it fucking scared the shit out of me the noise of it and it sounded so much the exact same as the mopeds that drive about like in European yeah. countries and I was terrified every single fucking night when I heard <laughs> the moped drive past I can imagine how scary this was actually be I can actually do the the thing you're talking about was it the Imbru or Vimto carnival once uh, in Blackpool as well as you come out of the Pleasure Beach it used to be just outside the gate oh yeah I never went it and the last door was out of the pub aye he ran out and been watching you yeah. shit yourself as you ran away for the chainsaw guy convinced that he was actually going to cut you <laughs> yeah no, I know <laughs> wouldn't you oh man I love it I, want, I really want to go through one of these proper walkthroughs again but it's oh man it's so scary <laughs> right um Right, this is it, this is kind of creepy, right? But it's also kind of weird considering people have already been hacked up with chainsaws, right? Right. But I think the worst thing that happens to anybody in this movie is when Grandpa sucks Sally's bleeding finger. <laughs> <laughs> it would be quite dry, wouldn't it? It's just so weird and creepy. Mm. And like a kind of weird kind of sexual vibe off it as well because he's ah. like blowing her finger. I love his, I love his wee dance as he's in the chair when he puts his hands and his legs up like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> he's getting the blood. <laughs> See the the part where after he stuck, stuck the finger right and they're like, get Grandpa to do it. Get Grandpa to like, like knock it out. Here's the hammer. And he can't do it. But like the, 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 the brother that's, the photographer brother with the birthmark that was in the van and he's trying to push her over the, 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 the tin to catch all her blood. And Grandpa's not getting any strength to hit her on the head, and they're really trying. She's literally getting pulled over. They're not stopping to listen. There's no negotiation whatsoever. They are trying to kill her, and they're trying to get the weakest member of their family to actually carry it out. Yeah. There's nothing she could say or do to get out of this, other than like fight and get out, like she does in a minute. But like that actual situation, it does remind me of this one of the episodes of The Walking Dead when they go to the cannibal place when they're all tied up over the, the trough and they're literally just getting the guys whacking them with a baseball bat in the back of the head and when they're knocked out the other guys slitting their throats it's a very very horrible intense scene now I get it you don't like the show but this particular three or four minute scene of going along the line and just knocking people out slitting their throats to then harvest all their meat for people to eat did it's you exact- just give another Walking Dead spoiler there? Yeah, well, I figured that. Uh, no, no, no. This is like season three or four. This is if people haven't seen that, then you know, fuck you. Uh, I figured. <laughs> I figured since I shoehorned the Coronation Street uh, reference, and I should probably try and put a Walking Dead one in so I could keep it more. Why not? Yeah, but uh, that's what it's like. They're, they're literally trying to kill her, and she, this is the thing that's going through Sally's head right now. Like, like she, hysterically screaming, trying to struggle, but also trying to formulate some kind of plan to get out. Out of there, like how yeah. do you how do you get out of there? Well, you jump through another window, of course. <laughs> but is there anything scarier than pure insanity? Like other fears, you can you can control if it's an animal, if it's a, a another person, 
you can maybe speak to them in some sort of feeling level or you maybe work out right this guy's going to do this or right what he's getting from this is a torture bit so he's going to want to keep me alive when it's pure insanity there's there's you can't work it out it's just what's happening in front of you and what's happening in front of you right now is just chaos and there's nothing scarier than fucking chaos yeah no you're right because you can't you can't predict chaos yeah and that's why like your job and like Carstairs and see like like mental prisons, they are terrifying to me because there are people in there that have conditions that have things that they they have no control. There's no human moral or emotional filter there, and that's there's nothing scarier than that. Yeah, you're right. Front lines, front lines, Scott. All power to you. Terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. That you're on the front line, or well, technically I'm not on the front line. Um, the people who are dealing with positive cases of coronavirus that are coming in, they're on the front line. I'm probably on the second line. Um, right. But it's still, it's still ter- my job's terrifying all year round. To be fair. Yeah, it's, it's still fair play to you because I'm way back in the trenches. Like I've got trench foot, fucking eight mile back. There's no danger I'm seeing any conflict. <laughs> right. Um, she jumps out a window to get away from them. Mm-hmm. It's sunrise, but, you know, the colours, that sunrise kind of looks like sunset to me, but whatever. <laughs> um, she's getting chased down. She runs down the, the driveway for the, the for the house, and the, and the uh, birthmark guy's right behind her, and he's he can run faster than her. That's quite clear. But he's having he's having a mental time like where he's switchblade. He's just um a straight razor. He's just cutting her in the back, and he's because yeah. he could tackle her and stop her, but he's not letting her. He's not stopping her. He's letting her run, and he's just slicing her in the back, and she's just running. Doesn't matter what happens, she's just running, running, running. And then Leatherface is coming behind. He's got the, the chainsaw. He's coming behind. She runs out to the road, and it's like. It's almost like, it's not even like a, you know, what they call it, like a dis ex machina. It's not even like that. It's not, it's like, it's a quick ending. It's a quick resolution, but it's not something out of the ordinary because this is supposed to be, as far as we know, just a house in regular Texas that's getting away with stuff. Potentially, we don't even know at this point, potentially getting away with crimes before before this has happened. There's no actual evidence other than the, 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 the cars to suggest that they've actually killed anybody before, to be fair, if you look at it. Mm-hmm. So this is um, it's very, very, very normal that somebody who could help could drive, just randomly drive past. So they run onto the road and the, the birthmark guy gets run over by a truck. And the practical effects that are used on him getting run over by the truck were really, really quite good. Yeah, they're excellent. Yeah, but do you know what I like? The fact that obviously he just ran somebody over, so he's like, fuck this man, what have I just done? So he jumps out, sees Sally covered in blood, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I like the way, right? I like the way when when uh, when the driver of the Black Maria sees Leatherface, he's like, fuck this! And he just runs back to his truck and tries to get in and <laughs> tries to get out. But uh, I think Sally's already in. I don't know if she got in the truck or not. I can't remember. Yeah, but, no, uh, she, she jumps in just after him, yeah. Leatherface is like chainsaw on the door. Uh, he can't get the, the truck started. They jump out the other side and they're like, try to, they're like fuck off, man. We're getting out of here. And as they get round the back, this is when the... Uh, the pickup truck from the other direction comes up and then fucking sees Leatherface run about with a chainsaw, spins round, she manages to get in the back, 
Black Maria's still running up the street. He's he's gone. <laughs> she jumps in the back of the truck and like bangs it, just go go go, and she and he drives away. And the, the something that's always been is put as one of the best parts of this movie is is Sally's reaction in the back of that truck, like screaming, screaming hysterically, then just going to hysterically laughing. Because it's just that rush of emotion that's in her whole body. The adrenaline will be overload adrenaline. Um, according to Prince Andrew, if you get an overload adrenaline, Sally won't be able to sweat again for the rest of her life. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Like she's totally like her emotions are flooding her whole body. She's crying. She's screaming. She's laughing. She doesn't know what the hell she's doing. She's also in pain as well because she's been sliced up in her back off that fucking other nut nutcase. Uh, and then you just get back to. The Leatherface dance, the iconic Leatherface dance, and his makeup face with his suit on, dancing about with the, the chainsaw, and then boom, yeah. credits, and that's it. No explanation, no nothing, just fast paced, killing four or five people, Sally getting away, and just boom, that's the end of it. Like, like, it's just, it's just, it's perfection, almost, it, very, it, very it, close it. to perfection. It's made you believe that you're watching something true, that this story actually happened, and then it ends where does she get away? Does does the family still exist? Are they still out there? Could I get hit, with, hit and captured and fucking tortured by these guys? And it's then all more terrifying. Because you'll then go, obviously back then you couldn't go and Google it, so you don't know. But I ask people, did that happen? Oh, I heard there was a, oh, I heard there was a killer that did this. Oh my God, it's such a true story. People are like that are out there. Yeah, and I believe it was just terrifying I believe it was, forever. I believe it was true for 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 a long time. Yeah. Right. Do you want my final summation? Yes. Again. So I, I don't know if it's, this is any different from the first time round. I don't know if my score's different from the first time round. I didn't go back and listen to the episodes because I didn't want to influence my notes in my this episode by having remembered what I said the first time round. Or do any sort of work or uh, research <laughs> yeah. or interest into so, the podcast. <laughs> so my final summation is such a perfect end. Again, throwing the audience off. And no lingering around character deaths or reasoning why or for anything Everything just happens and that's it. No explanation, no reasoning, and I think that's why it works so well. And that's why it stands the test of time. Only the fashion has aged in this movie. The grimy 16mm adds so much to it as well. There's no satisfactory resolution in this movie for the audience to leave feeling happy and content. This movie comes at you full force from the start and does not stop. Absolute rocket speed. Timeless, classic, and while it's been remade and its remake manages to stand on its own as a good version, just goes to show how good this story is and how good this movie is. 4.5 Cigar Willy Sausages out of 5. Cigar Willy Sausages? I'd like to go back and listen actually just to see if that is what your rating was back then as well. Yeah, because I was on uh, I was on paper written notes back then definitely, so I don't... Uh... You remember when I wrote that because it was a few words? <laughs> so, yeah, probably. <laughs> but I don't know where I don't know where my notes are at all for for that. So I couldn't even go back and check. So I would need to listen to the episode, and I might do it now that uh, we've recorded. No, <laughs> this episode's done. It doesn't matter. Tasty Chainsaw Massacre is excellent. The way it's shot, everything about it, the, the commentary, the the fact that you can look at it in that different way that Leatherface is the victim and he's been just the same as you watch Jaws and the bad guy in Jaws is the mayor the shark is just a is a victim the shark is just playing in water and because the mayor doesn't close the beach 
everyone is in the water and the shark thinks he's being invaded and he attacks. It's there's so many levels to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It looks hot, it looks sweaty, it looks torturous. You, everything that Sally and I go through, you feel on camera and you come away thinking that is the most disgusting, depraved movie I've ever seen, even though I've actually seen nothing. It's just what it's led my brain to believe. Uh, and yeah, the same as you, the 2003 remake, I think is a, a really enjoyable film. Like it, the cinematography in it is excellent. And it is genuinely frightening, and not a lot of those remakes are. Obviously, you still got a lot of like Texas Chainsaw 3D and stuff that are still, I think, are still decent movies. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning. There's violent scenes in it that are worth a watch, but on the grand scheme of it, they pale in comparison to the original. Not a whole lot beats that in terms of horror. It's an almost perfect indie horror and 5 out of 5 it'll always be 5 out of 5 it's so good yeah no I I agree it is it's it's a fantastic movie 4.5 for me but it is very very close to perfection and the only reason I shortlisted that is because I really just recently I've been like I I want to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre again and I've got a shelf of DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff that I've bought that I haven't watched yet and now that I'm in quarantine and nobody's replying to my work jobs, I'm like, right, I need to find movies to watch. So I have to have a reason to watch them. So I'm going to watch them if I've not watched them before so I can alphabetise them. I'd be able to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So if I put it in the shortlist poll, if it wins, cool, I've got an excuse to watch it. If not, I've still got an excuse to watch it because I'm watching it just in case it wins a poll. And that's why I picked it. And I'm so glad everyone chose it because I love every time I revisit this. It's um, it's such a good movie. There's no, there yeah. is, there's full on no denying it. Absolutely no denying it. Yeah. So, in retrospect, well done, group, for picking it. Well done for voting on this movie and choosing Texas Chainsaw Massacre for episode 121. Yeah. There's been a few polls in the group. We've also yeah. decided the winner of the next book in the Scotland University Evil Book Club, and that is Scott. American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. So if you are partaking in the book club and don't follow any social media pages or stuff, start reading American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis because we're in quarantine and isolation. I've got a funny feeling people read it quicker than they read the last one, uh, which was mind-blowing because you actually read it first. Yeah, yeah. And that, really, really good. And that's Loved mind-blowing it. because you can't read. Yeah, no. Uh, I honestly, I honestly think the book club is going to get me to read at least six books this year, which is more than books that I've ever read in my whole life. Probably more than six now that we're locked down for yeah. the foreseeable future. Uh, so, yeah, we've also revamped the website. So, www.scotlandinvestedevil.com. You can go over and you can follow uh, the Instagram, the Twitter, the SoundCloud where the episodes go up. You can also link through to Spotify, where we now have a Spotify playlist, uh, which is 25 songs from Scott, 25 songs from me and it's a mixture of just shit that we're listening to or that we've mentioned on the show before or like now obviously we mentioned Blue at the start so there's definitely going to be a Blue song in there and Blue are going to get some royalties and Simon is going to be able to buy some bread this week uh, 
we also have the blog is now live so what we'll do is whenever we feel like it if we feel like it we'll put up like movie reviews or things we're thinking about and if anybody out there wants to write things if you want to review things if you send us them and they're good we'll fire them up on the blog as well if we think everybody else should also read them and see them and try to give everybody a wee bit more Scotland Lane versus Evil shit to do uh, while we sit at home and await the Thunderdome Get involved. Get involved. Over at Instagram, which is at Scott and Liam versus Evil, is it? Yes. Uh, Twitter, which is Scott and Liam versus. Yep. Uh, Facebook, which is just the Facebook group, Scott and Liam versus Evil. Yep. Yeah. You can email uh, us at Scott and Liam versus Evil at hotmail.com. That's exactly really? it. Yeah. Yeah, really just go to the website and just link through from everything there. Yeah, yeah, go to the website, www.scotlandlandversusevil.com. That will get you links to everything official for us. Yeah, and um, so... Do we have word on what the next poll will be? The next poll is going to be, as was chosen by yourself, a virus movies. So oh, fuck pack, yeah, yeah. We're going to pick five virus movies, so this episode will probably drop tonight or tomorrow so the very latest this episode is dropping Friday kind of morning slash afternoon uh, the poll will go live on Sunday and then it will close uh, let's just close it on the Friday does that make sense? yep uh, so poll open on Sunday uh, it will close on Friday and uh, you pick the next movie for the next episode so it's top 5 virus films because obviously the current climate whether we've talked about it before or covered it in somebody else's show, it doesn't matter. It's just the top five that we'll bring to the table. You guys get to pick, uh, and hopefully it'll be good. We've also got another few things up our sleeve for over quarantine and isolation, but we'll reveal those to you when we actually fully decide on them ourselves. In due uh, so course. Get, get excited. I'm excited. As excited as you can be with being at home. I'm super excited. Having to watch movies over and over and over and eat hundreds of cream eggs and eat hundreds of chicken Kievs. Although I think I'm getting a laugh too. No, yeah, chicken Kievs. We've got chicken Kievs for tomorrow night, I believe. However, I think I'm going to go... After this, I'm going to go out and get a row for not going out and clapping for the NHS at 8 o'clock. Apparently it was a good thing. Oh yeah, somebody texted me and said uh, it was really moving. I actually meant to clap for you at 8 o'clock, but I totally forgot. Which is weird Two. because it's only got to be like six people that was outside. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I hope hopefully... everyone joined me in the spontaneous clap for Scott. Yeah. yeah. And all the other NHS workers that are more important yeah. than me. Yeah. Yeah. And just anyone, anyone. In fact, do you want to clap for yourself? If you are living through what we're going through right now, then fair play to you. No matter what you're doing, just be kind, be human, be good. Wash your hands and just fucking stop being rubbish if you're, if you're being rubbish up to this point stop it change it yeah yeah wash your hands do not go out your house unless absolutely necessary do not meet with your friends do not go to your relatives houses to visit don't go about your normal business just stay home stay at the fuck home it's very very easy it's very very simple sit on the couch watch telly watch the films listen to us podcasts there's plenty of podcasts out there to keep you busy 
clean your house, clean your garages. There's going to be hundreds of clean garages after this fucking nonsense is finished. Just stay at home and stop being a fucking asshole. That, that is it from yeah. Scott and Liam versus Evil. Until next time for episode 122, be safe. Be safe. Dressed up, you're good to go Checking your style from head to toe That's right. Hooked up and natural You're feeling beautiful Nine times out of ten, you know Late night club, like a video With the hot stuff, the top stuff Yo, we got stuff Whoa, whoa What a night So far Pulling up curbside In your car what a sight you are Think I know somewhere we can part After dark System up with the top down And got a city on lockdown Drive by in a low ride Hands high when we fly by System up with the top down And got a city on lockdown Drive by in a low ride Hands high when we fly by Slow. We got until tomorrow.